Hello, and thank you for listening to this Fun Board Council podcast. This is a 15-minute excerpt of our longer podcasts, and the full podcasts are available exclusively to Fun Board Council members via their member portal. If you like what you hear and you'd like to find out more about membership, please do contact us via our website at funboards.org. In the meantime, happy listening. Welcome to the Fun Boards Council INED Bootcamp for 2021. Um, I am delighted to introduce this session where we will be covering risk governance and fun boards. Uh, what does best in class look like? And it's an interview with uh, Vicky Kubicek. I'm Brandon Horwitz. I'm a senior advisor at Fund Boards Council, and, and it's really my pleasure to introduce Vicky. We're, we're delighted to have Vicky be part of our bootcamp this year. Um, and we'll be covering a number of things today, including how good governance and, and management of risk is central to the role of any board, but all the more so, uh, and certainly for the board of a, an authorized fund manager. Um, Vicky herself is a practicing independent NED of a fund board, uh, as well as a, a very experienced executive and the author of a book on um, integrated assurance, risk governance beyond boundaries. Here's my, my much enjoyed and loved copy, which has got all of my notes in it. So um, lots, lots there, which kept me interested and, and, and things that I, I do plan to revisit in uh, months, if not years to come. So Vicky, welcome to the bootcamp this year. Thank you very much, Brendan. And uh, I'm, I'm delighted to be part of uh, this year's bootcamp. Um, let me begin by first saying that uh, any views or opinions expressed in this uh, conversation are, are my own um, and, and, and not that of any boards that I um, uh, sit on. And uh, therefore any mistakes are also my own. <laughs> fully, fully understood. Um, so I, I guess without any further ado, there's a, a few questions I'd like to ask you. Having, having read the book um, and, 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 and certainly thought about um, how it could be applied to fund boards, there's, there's a few things which are certainly on my mind and I'm, I'm sure you can um, help me understand them a bit better. So the first one is, in your book, you covered this notion of integrated assurance um, and, and you cover it across a number of industries, uh, including obviously various financial services firms. And given that what we're interested uh, from a bootcamp, from a fund board's perspective is, is authorized fund managers, I'm just interested from your perspective, first of all, what you see integrated assurance as actually involving, but second of all, is there anything that would be different when you apply it to an authorized fund manager rather than to any other kind of organization? Okay, uh, thank you. Um, I think conceptually, um, the short answer about differences is, uh, it, it's, it's no. And, and, and that's on the basis that good risk governance is synonymous with good stewardship. So the principles and goals of risk governance and assurance are the same in whatever setting from, from my perspective. But the main differences arise from uh, the specific responsibilities, fiduciary duties and nature of the business and so and the resulting policies and processes. So in other words, the approach to risk governance should reflect the business, uh, its operations and its risk profile. So fund governance may be the focus of AFMs, but like other financial services firms, they have a core responsibility to their stakeholders, uh, their investors, and are expected to govern across the enterprise. 
which involves the oversight of risks that could impact not just the performance of funds, but the what I refer to as end-to-end operational management of the funds that could impact investors. And so just to provide context to my response, yeah, I should explain a little bit about uh, what integrated assurance is about. Um, because when I was uh, researching for the book uh, and I was asked to write about um, assurance, I, I found that there were um, no universal definitions of integrated assurance. So my book uh, aims to offer that uh, as, as a, a definition. So essentially uh, integrated assurance, uh, very simply put, refers to a practical framework for supporting good risk governance. It's not firm or sector specific, it's very principles based. Uh, it encourages a conscious approach to gaining assurance to key risks across you know, the enterprise. Uh, it, it aims um, to support governance uh, across all lines of defense so that a board such as the uh, AFM board can have a kind of a holistic, what I refer to as one truth or one executive told me, uh, a one truth about the risk picture to make informed decisions or to be able to challenge effectively. And, you know, as in a, a, a conscious approach and uh, what that involves in, um, in how I've described it in my book is a, a, the key process is the mapping of risk and assurance across the lines of defense. So the mapping process itself allows gaps and overlaps, as well as the quality of assurance to be identified, which in turn allows us to first, you know, reduce uh, unnecessary duplication. Secondly, to avoid silo management. And thirdly, to improve assurance where gaps are, are found. Uh, the additional benefits, and I think this is a very key one, includes the strengthening of accountability in each line of defense. So we don't just rely on, you know, the compliance function or the risk function, but that every uh, aspect, every line in, in our defense uh, recognize their responsibility, you know, to our investors. So this more conscious approach to gaining assurance has never been more important, I feel, than in our SMCR environment. So just to round off my response then, so assurance is central to an AFM's risk governance strategy and taking a sort of integrated approach helps to minimize gaps and overlaps, optimize our resources, as well as to improve the quality of our risk assurance, you know, for proper discharge of responsibilities. And that's a, it's a great place to start because I think now um, anyone watching this will have a, a good baseline to actually understand what we mean when we're talking about integrated assurance. Mm -hmm. But I want to pick up on one of the points you made about the fiduciary aspect of, of being on a fund board. Um, in your book, you paint a picture of, of what you call an assurance food chain. And, and you talk about the fact that there are um, assurance and risk management elements within a company. So perhaps between the board and the executive but also outside the company external. So for example, between the board and the shareholders. And I think that is a, a general model that you talk about, but I'm also very conscious in an AFM, you don't have shareholders per se, although often AFMs are, are, are wholly owned um, subsidiaries of a fund manager per se, 
but you obviously have your unit holders as a, a very sort of key uh, a key stakeholder. Do you think there are any particularly different or, or special governance or assurance aspects which the presence of these um, unit holders as a, as a class of stakeholder introduces to the picture? Ah, so in, in fact, I, I think that um, in many ways, the structure of AFMs uh, provide great clarity of the firm's you know, key stakeholders uh, and what is expected of the directors. Uh, so, you know, being entrusted with other people's money is a great responsibility, you know, in whatever kind of legal structure that, that one operates. Uh, having that clarity, um, in a way, gives no excuse to, to not doing the right thing or, or being mindful and conscious of how we oversee the operation. So, the, the you know, um, the fiduciary uh, uh, duties that need to be discharged uh, means that the board, um, the AFM governing board requires reliable information and assurance from management and others, the board has delegated responsibilities to, especially if they outsource various you know, parts of the fund management process. Uh, so in other words, assurance is a necessary and integral part of governance and oversight. Um, so I, I think that, that uh, the spotlight on fund governance, you know, which is intensified in a SMCI environment, um, means that the, the fund board would benefit from this sort of more conscious approach. So the, I devised the, the term assurance food chain to help us and those in you know, positions of, of uh, stewardships. Uh, to help rethink the role of assurance in our governance process. So the assurance food chain refers to the chain of assurance providers and seekers, as you've you know, outlined, to help make the transaction of seeking and providing assurance uh, in a more conscious one. So if assurance is de deliberate and considered, the AFM board is better placed to discharge its responsibilities. So um, I, I think uh, if I could use perhaps a couple of examples. So a, a topical one being the assessment of value is a very, very intricate process, relies on a lot of data analysis and then publication uh, of the assessment. So the AFM board is responsible for ensuring that the framework has integrity and seeking assurance over the analysis of data and preparations must be an integral part of the, uh, the board's governance. So I think that's a, uh, one example. And the other topical example that um, uh, is perhaps on everyone's radar is a sort of green integrity you know, of ESG and sustainable funds uh, where assurance will become more important, especially with rising you know, regulators' concerns over greenwashing risks. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought because I know we want to go into ESG and uh, greenwashing in a bit more detail in a few minutes. Uh, but one of the things which stands out to me, having been involved um, certainly as an executive and as a non-executive in the application of assurance frameworks is the whole framework you describe in your book looks really comprehensive um, and, and very, very useful but at the same time, a little bit daunting. And part of me is thinking, 
you would need a lot of commitment from a business um, to actually to implement something like this, because it will take a certain amount of time from the management team, from all three lines of defense, uh, exactly as, as you described in, in your overview. Um, and I'm conscious that often the authorized fund manager is, is a little subsidiary within a big business, even if it's a, an independent uh, AFM, perhaps servicing more than one fund manager, that there may be some limitations as to what they could impose perhaps uh, upon some of the, the, the third parties who they service or, or where they provide a host ACD service. Um, and I guess my question to you is, could this framework be applied in a smaller organization or at a smaller scale? How, how scalable is the idea or, or the concepts that, that, that you put forward in your book? Oh, indeed. Uh, um, I think my book does describe a very comprehensive framework, but that's the nature of a book when one has to um, uh, look deep and broad and, uh, and wide. Uh, let's call it value for money. Um, however, uh, we mustn't forget that one of the benefits of the framework uh, about taking an integrated approach um, you know, it's about optimizing use of resources. That's a, a, a key thing. And, you know, that, that, that old saying about, is about planning uh, and allows to uh, optimize and save time in the long run. So the, while the book um, it, it describes, you know, a very comprehensive, very detailed process, but when one breaks that down, uh, it, it comes down to uh, looking at um, the way we would organize our risk and control framework, you know, we talk about three lines of defense, but invariably uh, organizations work in a, you know, in a silo way if it is not managed in a more integrated uh, um, uh, fashion. Um, so, uh, you know, as, as mentioned earlier, um, when we want to guard against, um, you know, credibility of our fund offering, or therefore reputation risk, um, it is very, very important that the fund boards, uh, you know, benefit from understanding how um, the the operation is being managed, and therefore what assurance is being received, you know, over um, aspects of its business. So it is about planning the process and saying, you know, where we should be directing our attention to. And that integrated uh, thinking means that we don't, uh, you know, walk blindly into risk. And I suppose pick, picking up on that point, um, there will always be some people in a business uh, who, who will say, well, assurance is an overhead. You know, we spend so much time complying with regulation you know, why on earth do you want to make it more complicated? Why should we do more risk management and risk governance above and beyond, you know, the minimum that's required? But I'm also conscious in your book, you highlight three, uh, three carrots, so to speak, for actually implementing something like this. You talk about fewer surprises uh, for the board and, the, and, and perhaps the shareholders. You talk about financial benefits uh, from, from a more efficient organization. And of course, fewer or, or reduced remediation costs. We hope you enjoyed that uh, 15 minute excerpt. If you did and you'd like to find out more about how you can access the full recording uh, or about FBC membership in general, please contact us via our website at funboards.org.